Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti, host of the Music You're Missing podcast. I know a lot of our listeners are artists themselves, so I wanted to tell you guys about Boost Collective, the music distribution platform that actually gets you heard. Every release distributed through their platform automatically gets pitched to engage playlists, and if your song is good, you'll have new people listening to your music within days of its release. With Boost Collective, you're able to unleash your music to editorials and Spotify playlists, all while staying independent, and my favorite part, keeping 100% of your earnings. Boost Collective is currently invite-only, but you know I got you covered with an invite link. Not only will Music You're Missing listeners get access to the platform, but they'll also get prioritized for free music promotion, which is valued at $100 if they distribute a new release or move over an old release within the next 14 days. All you have to do is sign up through the special link in the show notes or in our Instagram bio and release the song. Again, you can find that link in our show notes or check our Instagram bio at Music You're Missing. Welcome to Music You're Missing, the modern radio station. After years of working in radio, I realized something wasn't clicking. There were so many artists that mainstream media just weren't giving proper treatment to, so I sought to change that, and Music You're Missing was born. From just starting out to signed, this interview-style podcast highlights artists you don't want to miss. Follow along to the regularly updated Music You're Missing Spotify playlist to discover even more can't-miss tracks. You're listening to Music You're Missing. I'm Brendan Gennetti, and today we are talking to Zaki. Zaki is a seriously talented independent singer-songwriter based out of Virginia. He first gained traction when his debut release, Untitled, went viral on TikTok. Since this moment, Zaki has consistently released super-polished, well-written tracks. He's only been releasing music for one year. I would compare his music to the sounds of Bonnie Vare and Alt-J. That being said, though, Zaki's music is still fresh and unique. If you haven't heard Zaki's tracks yet, you're in luck because I just put my favorite tracks of his at the top of the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist. So head on over to the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist right now and get your vibe on. While you're checking things out, it would be great if you could rate the Music You're Missing podcast five stars wherever you're listening. I know it's corny to ask, but the more five stars we get on podcast platforms, the higher likelihood it is that our episodes get playlisted, which means even more exposure for these amazing artists. If this is your first time tuning into Music You're Missing, we release a bunch of cool video content from these episodes on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. All you got to do is head to musicyourmissing.org and you can find links to all of our social media, our merch, our blog, you name it. With all that being said, I am so happy to present to you Zachy, who is about to do his first ever podcast interview on Music You're Missing. We are joined with Zachy. How are you doing, dude? I'm doing dandy. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. I'm I'm really excited because I just found out this is your first interview. Yes, it is. Yeah. You never done a podcast in in, uh, in your in all your days. Mm-mm. First one I've been invited to, so I'm happy to happy to be here. This is awesome. Are you like nervous? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I struggle with anxiety a little bit, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel, you know I feel you. I'm on the Sertraline gang. Um, mm-hmm. Did have a physical yesterday. Talked to my primary okay. care about weaning off of it. <laughs> Taking the next hey, step. Taking the next step. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, where are you calling from right now? Are you based in Virginia? I'm born and raised in Virginia. Yes, sir. Oh no, shit. It's what cool uh, out here? What part of Virginia are you like near a city or are you in the um, I'm near I'm near Richmond. Um it's called Midlothian. It's like suburbs. It's like 20 minutes away from Richmond. Okay, I've actually only been to Virginia once and it was for really? a wedding and I went somewhere 
that was also like 20 to 30 minutes away from Richmond. Couldn't tell you where, okay. but it was it was pretty farmlandy. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's Richmond and then there's like a bunch of cities around. <laughs> so there's a lot to choose from. Well, that kind of goes into my my next question is obviously, yeah. you know, you're pursuing music. So mm-hmm. what do you what do you think you're able to pursue your career while still in Virginia? I've I've been able to do it up to this point. Mm-hmm. So as far as I've taken myself and yeah, but I don't think in the long run it's something that I want to stay in. Maybe move back and see if career goes well. But I think just moving somewhere that has a little bit more of an indie music scene. Richmond's definitely more rap and more R and B and stuff like that. So oh really? Which I love, but yeah, <laughs> it's not me, so. yeah. No, it's an interesting question I like to ask people just because. There are some people who are like, no, I don't need to be in a music industry hub to pursue it. And, they, you know, they're doing they're doing the dang thing. So I didn't know your thoughts sure. on that. But, yeah, I mean, you're also not wrong. It, it certainly helps to branch Definitely out is. in places where yeah. there's a market for your sound. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've been connected with you for like a year now. I don't know if you follow our shit as much as I follow yours, but yeah, for sure. it's been really cool to see what you've been able to accomplish completely on yeah. your own in a year. I think when I, I first connected with you, you know, you were, you were working at Dunkin' Donuts. Are you still there? I'm not. No, I quit maybe a year ago, maybe a little bit less, but oh, wow. last summer I quit. So yeah. It was it was time to move on. <laughs> All right, so is music our full time gig right now, or like where music are we at? Music is our full time gig. Yeah. No way. So, Congrats, still dude. Still parents now, so it's you know. Yeah, but, I mean that's the way to do it. That's uh, take yeah. advantage oh, of yeah. that, and also take advantage of the time with the parentals. Oh yeah, facts for sure. Yeah, no, Duncan. Duncan was cool. Shout out to my boy Dre who got me the job there, but. Yeah, like I said, it's time to move on. So. I've uh, I had a bunch of friends. I my first job was in a grocery store, so I like did the food service thing. Um, but I had a bunch of friends who worked at Dunkin', and they would tell me funny stories. Really? There was oh, it's like there was yeah. this one person, I guess, that would come in every, like every day, and they would get um one of like the Red Bull drinks, but like with extra extra sugar in the Red Bull. And I was like, Damn, okay. that's a that's an interesting that's an interesting concoction. Huh. Yeah, I don't know how that would make your stomach feel, but uh, (laughs) maybe that's just me. So you were working at Duncan, and then you were like, "Let me drop some tunes." So, were how long were you playing music before you know you made your official debut with your track "Untitled"? Hmm, it's a good question. I I I don't ever know what to tell people with this question because I've been doing music my whole life, but I started making like beats in like seventh grade. That came from me being in band in sixth grade all the way up to senior year of high school. So I've been doing music since sixth grade, but I wow. haven't been writing my own music since you know, maybe two years. I've been doing my own stuff, just kind of practicing until Untitled's release, which is about, I think, almost a year ago. I think it was released on March 4th last year, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, so it's been about two years since I've been doing my own stuff. Cool. So when did you know, like, what was it? where you were like, it's time to actually put my stuff out in the world. Yeah. No, I mean, before Untitled, I had songs out and stuff. They weren't very good, but I kind of wanted to just, like, know how to do it. So when I, like, did kind of see some success from it, I could, like, know how to do it. And, um, yeah, I really, I think it was three songs. They were all very much not very good. Um, but, yeah, and then after those, I was I was in college, and I took a break for about a couple months and then the song I made 
the first song I made after that break was entitled. So it was pretty, pretty cool. And then I heard entitled. I was like, wow, this is really good. So I was like, I got to, <laughs> I got to tease it on TikTok and then TikTok did well. So I put it out. Yeah. So, I mean, would you say that track and like TikTok was kind of the beginning of you pursuing music like full time? Full time for sure. Yeah. It definitely made it seem poss- more possible than I always thought it was. Cause I was, I was looking at music as more of either as engineer or producer or stuff like that. Really? Maybe even a writer, but because, yeah, and I just, it kind of just happened. And people were like, yeah, this is really good. Like the people I showed it to. So I put it out and people liked it. So Yeah. Like, were you anticipating it? Because like, how familiar were were you with like the independent artist grind and like using TikTok at the time? (laughs) Not at all. I think I used... I think that was like the third TikTok I posted on the song. The first two got maybe like a hundred views. And the second one, I was like, I was at work and I was like, I'm bored. I'm just going to make a TikTok because I saw like people doing that, like other artists. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. And then I posted it. And then the next day I was at work and I checked my phone. I was like, what? It was like, <laughs> I think it got 60K views or something, which in the TikTok realm, it's not really that much. But like for me, I was like, oh, crap. So, yeah, it was a lot. And I called all my family and friends and I was like, yo, I'm a musician. Now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's that's such an exciting story. I mean, and okay. you've been able to kind of maintain that as well. You've since released seven tracks. Yeah. You kind of just mentioned you were thro- not thrown into it, but you didn't necessarily know the ropes. What what have you learned? Like, are, do you would you say you've like figured yeah. out how, the proper way to release tracks and, and whatnot? I think the biggest thing I learned, just maybe not releasing wise, just not to mold my music around what other people want to hear. Some yeah. of my releases, I definitely like held back on certain things. I was like, oh, this melody's catchier. People are going to like this more and like a broader, broader audience and stuff. But I mean, as I've been going, I've kind of just learned that you make what you want to make and you'll be happy with it. Like if yeah. I fall, it's kind of my more stuff I've been doing now, my demos, stay tuned for those. Um, yeah, they've just been me and you can you can hear it in the music. So I think that's the biggest thing I've learned. That's awesome that you've been able to kind of identify that so early on in oh, yeah. in your career. Um, and also, I always say, like, if you create what you like, then the people who do resonate it with, like, that is your target audience. You don't want to create, you know, for other people that don't kind of see your vision. You want to. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So good for you. Um but like kind of going off that, where where are you in the in the independent artistry career? Do we have a manager, a publicist, an agent? Yeah. I mean, it's only the beginning for me. I have a man I have two managers, Mason and Nate. Great Sweet. guys. Shout out to them. They they um run a magazine called Playdate, Playdate Media. Um and we've I've been talking to them for about a year about just Around the same time, you hit me up. They hit me up about Untitled, and they were like, "Hey, we love your music. Keep keep doing what you're doing." I was like, "Okay," and they just kind of helped me through that. And and I think it was a couple months ago we started like really officially working together on stuff, and it's been great ever since. So I think having a manager is definitely something that helps a lot. Definitely, and the independent artist grind for sure. Yeah, especially when they understand the vision and they they've known oh, yeah. you from exactly. the from the get go. That's that's huge. So here's another question for you. What do you, obviously you got a manager, like what, what do you think you need to kind of take your career, your artistry to the next level? 
time. It's all really a time. I just, I've, like I said, I've only been releasing music for about a year, like seriously, and I'm only getting better. So Hell yeah. it's kind of just time and working hard, put my head down, doing what I do best. So Yeah. So do you play out often? No, I've never played a show actually. No way. I know people are always surprised when I say that because it's such like a such like a white guy with guitar thing. You expect <laughs> him to play shows, you know, but it's like, yeah, I haven't yet. But I, I'm soon. I will. Um, we have a trip to LA plan, and we have a few shows with um, Breaking Sound and a few others that we'll do up there. So that'll be cool. That's awesome. I was actually just looking into Breaking Sound today. I, I love what they're doing. I think that's yeah, a super nice people over there. <laughs> great brand to align yourself with. So. Oh, yeah. Are you, what's your thought process going into your soon to be first ever show? Are you stoked? Are you nervous? What, what What's the prep like? I'm definitely nervous because I only play, started playing guitar about like six months ago. So I'm still learning because um, <laughs> I, I wanted to produce, produce my own stuff and play shows. So I was like, you know, I should probably learn guitar because I mean, all my songs are guitar pretty much. So um, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a capo guy. I can play four chords at a time pretty much, but <laughs> So I, I can play most of my songs, but it's, it's a little nerve wracking. So I practice pretty much every day trying to get ready for those. So. Yeah. But it's a little nerve wracking for sure. And, and yeah, I mean, it should be. It, it's yeah. awkward to be in front of people you don't know and be super vulnerable and also like low key, you want them to like you and you want them to be fans. But <laughs> exactly. once you, you know, you flex the muscle once it, it becomes second nature. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll definitely have to be in touch about a Boston show because we've got some hey, stuff coming yeah. out and we would sure. certainly love to have you. Um, sure, yeah. But obviously, you know, we're talking about your career, whatever. I want to actually talk about your music um, because I genuinely it is it is like really good. I had a rule this season where I'm like, I'm not interviewing people over Zoom, like yeah. only in studio. And I was like, unless... <laughs> there's someone that's like really good and I want to chat with them. Really? So the, you are one of cool. those, my friend. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course, man. Um, but I, I want to kind of talk about the style of your music. It's, I mean, there's no yeah. denying it's, it's pretty darn sad. Um, my question is why do you think you gravitate towards that style of music? I feel like people just like view me as just like sitting in my room crying all day <laughs> when like, they hear my music, but it's not like, it's not that I think I can just, I think I gravitate towards it because that's what I listen to. That's what I've liked. Um, my sister introduced me to Bon Iver, and ever since then, I was like, mm. I just like music that makes me feel something, and yeah. that's what music makes me feel something. So I think just trying to do that, and you know, I've always wanted to help people ever since I started this, and just share my struggles and kind of let people know they're not alone and whatever they're dealing with. So that's kind of why I gravitate towards the sad type of music for sure <laughs> is that something like that kind of came easy for you to be vulnerable and, and release it to the world or no it's definitely something you have to learn i think yeah. anyone will tell you that it's 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 hard I'm, I'm still dealing with it now for sure really even just I'm, I'm not too big in sharing my personal life and stuff like that like on social media or anything it's kind of my own artist project that i'm you know focused on i like to keep those things separate um but yeah, it's definitely a learning curve for sure. Mm -hmm. And I, I, but I'm getting there. So kind of like playing. I feel like once you continue to do it, and I mean that your your fans and your followers, you can kind of get like trust in them, and you know that they got your back. No for sure, it wasn't something I. Yeah, it wasn't something I even like 
thought about having to deal with until I released Entitled and people would just DM me and be like, the song has helped me so much. And I was yeah. like, I was like, wow, that's wow. You know, and I still get DMs like that. And I try to answer all of them and just show my appreciation towards the people that listen to my music. So that's it's, something it's I would uh, love to pick your brain about too, is with yeah. all of this, especially when you do release such like vulnerable music, there does come like a connection that other people have with your work. And yep. even no matter how many, like even if you have like 30,000 listeners, that's like a lot of people listening. Like that's like a lot of DMs. How, yeah. how are you like keeping up with it? Like, do you make time to talk to these people or uh, to, to be honest, like for me, maybe cause it's not art, but like my DMs are flooded. I do not answer them because it stresses me out. Like, do you, yeah. like, how do, how do you interact with your fans and, and do you make time for it specifically? No, I don't have like a scheduled time period where I'm like, okay, DM like fans back. It's kind of but black like, mirror, black mirror. Yeah, it's kind of just like, yeah. If I'm on my phone and I'm like, and I see like a message request, I'm like, mm, let me read it. Even if it's someone just saying, hey, love your music, I'll be like, thank you for listening or whatever. And it's not like it's not like I'm getting like thousands of DMs a day or anything. Like it's pretty manageable. Like it's not crazy or anything. So but, yeah, but you know, it like sometimes it's awkward. Not I. I probably bad way to phrase it but it's like awkward and people are like you're blah 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 like save my life and you're like that's awesome and i appreciate that i don't know what to respond <laughs> like i don't know yeah, what to say sure. it's yeah i uh, know i'm definitely i definitely feel that on a personal level it's it's hard to like know what to say and like how to respond and like try to like do your best to like mm. um not seem i don't know above them or anything like that like, yeah it's you want to like be on the same level as them for sure, but it's hard to do that when someone's like you said my love, you know, <laughs> praising you. Has anyone yeah. gotten a tattoo of your lyrics yet? Not yet. No, I'm feeling. I don't want to be the first one to do it. I <laughs> wanted to do it, but I don't want to be the first one to do it. So but maybe I should set the set the trend for sure. So all right, well, two things. One, I feel like 2023 is it's the year. It's happening. Quote me on it. Someone's getting a tattoo of your lyrics. Okay. I'll quote you. I'll give you ten bucks if it happens. <laughs> All right, I'll send you my Venmo after the call. Um, <laughs> that being said, what uh, what lyric? If I can ask it, you don't have to tell me if you don't want. But what lyric would you get tattooed on you? It could have to be "Where'd you go? Why'd you leave me?" Right? Mm. It could have to be. I mean, that's what started it all. That Either that, or maybe maybe the cover art of "Untitled." Shout out to my boy Noah. He's amazing photographer and artist. And yeah, he did that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look into stuff because that that was definitely the, something that like I wouldn't say it's like the hardest hitting lyric for me personally, but it is the lyric that kind of like set everything off. So. Definitely. There's a lot of weight behind the lyrics beyond right. just the uh, what yes. they mean. Um, sure. So you, obviously we talked about Untitled, um, but I want to talk about your latest release, If I Fall For You. It's a track about learning how to fall in love. Yeah. So... Where did the inspiration, like, for the lyrical content of this track come from? For sure, yeah. A lot of my songs don't come from my personal life just because I don't want it to be redundant. Like, I'm only 19. I haven't gone through, <laughs> you know, a, a whole life to write songs about. But I'll try to put myself in other people's headspace or listen to other people's stories. I'll watch a movie, maybe, and that'll spark something. Um, but it was... I mean, it's the relationship I was in now, for sure. My wonderful girlfriend, shout out to her. Um, it was just learning how to be loved, I think, was the hardest thing. And that's such a process, especially when you've been in relationships where 
you, I mean, you know, everyone knows you think you're in love in sixth grade and you're like, I'm going to marry this girl or whatever. Yeah. And it's like you learning, like learning what love really is and like the sacrifice that you have to make and the mindset you have to put yourself in to like be loved and love another person as much as you do love them, you know? Definitely. And like people love differently. Like oh, yeah, I, exactly. I don't respond well to like over niceness, <laughs> if that makes sense. Really? Like that's okay. when I'm like, hmm. Like save it. For like sure. I really hate being babied. Um, yeah. And I think that's funny. I think that's a, a lot of a, a, a prominent way that people love. It's like they give and they like pamper or they prepare for, you know, their significant yeah. other. And I'm like, no, it's not, it's not for me. Um, yeah, <laughs> so sure. that's something like that's, as you grow up too, like learning that there are yeah. just because someone loves differently, it doesn't mean you can't love them. Yeah, exactly. For sure. That's a great way to put it. Um, way to put it. Wow. So, I mean, I love the track, obviously, and I love the kind of vibe that you've created and the jo- the unique genre that you've created. That being said, I did I saw that you produced like a lo-fi style hip hop track for the artist Trap Famous. I dug deep for that, by yeah. the way. I, I know it was like a deep <laughs> Google search. Yeah, um, that was yeah pretty sick. Is that something you know? Is yeah. that a one off, or is that something you're interested in in doing? <laughs> She's my boy Jalen from boy. I mean, I'm from high school. She's my boy. <laughs> we'll just like I mean, my friend. We'll be in our friend's garage. My boy Dre. We just him, my Jalen, my boy Tylee, whoever just wants to come and make music. It's something we like to do. It's a nice change of pace from yeah my hectic relationship with music. If that makes sense, that's definitely something. I mean, that's kind of how I started out. That's how I learned to engineer. Was making music for them, and like I said, I've been making beats since you know seventh grade or whatever. So, but it's definitely. It's definitely something I'll tap into for sure. I don't think I'm gonna rap or anything if that's what you're asking. <laughs> but pr- producing around other artists, I mean, I love rap and I love the music and I love R&B and all that type of music. So it's something I'd definitely be open to producing for sure. Sweet, sweet. Is there like, um, are there any genres kind of beyond that that you could see yourself maybe touching upon? Mm, you mean with like me producing or me like vocally too? I guess just kind of both. Both. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've made, I really, really like like the Baltimore rap scene a lot. Shorty Shorty and people like that, that kind of scene is very like club bouncy. Like, I don't know. It's really cool. And it's really different. It's, it's yeah. nice to hear. So if any rappers from Baltimore are listening, what's up? I make beats kind of. So <laughs> <laughs> me up. Wow. That's it. That's like a complete opposite vibe of, uh, of the yeah, Zaki project. Sure. That's sick. It is. Yeah. That's why I say people always like, I, I feel like people imagine me just sitting in my room crying. Like when like I'm writing songs or anything, but I'm really not like, like, I don't know. This is, it's easy to put myself in that headspace yeah. when I do write music, but I'm also, I can, you know, I can, of I course. can have fun. Well, <laughs> I, and I saw that you got some like Christian music coverage too on, on Spotify. Yeah. So would you say your music is Christian or like, is it on purposely Christian or does it fall into the Christian spectrum? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I make music to be Christian. I think, I mean, Untitled is about my relationship with God and mm-hmm. my faith and stuff like that. But I wouldn't say I make my music to be Christian. It's not, I wouldn't say you can play at a church or at like a worship <laughs> event or anything. Yeah. It's definitely not worship music, but it, in the sense of it being, some of it being about you know, God, because that is something that's like I struggle with sometimes. Um, it is definitely something that I would write my music about. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, that that's really interesting. I feel like that's a 
a topic that I think a lot of people internally deal with and maybe don't even realize it. Um, so it's yeah. cool that you're able to kind of vocalize that through your art. Exactly. Well, my dude, we've touched upon what an incredible year you've had. And I kind of like to wrap every interview up with this. This question is, yeah. what do you hope to accomplish kind of in the near future, both professionally and also personally? Yeah. I, I don't I don't think I can put like a number on it or anything or like a specific goal. I think just seeing more people relate and me being that voice of comfort for as many people as I possibly can. And just mm-hmm. that musically for sure. And personally, I just, I think finding a balance between everything like in my life that I yeah. have music relationship, school, whatever. Um, overall, I mean, and overall, I just want to be in the position that God wants me in where I can, reach as many struggling people as I possibly can. So sure. yeah, well, 2023, I think all that's going to come true specifically though. Someone's getting a tattoo with your lyrics on it. Hey, count me on it. Count. If it happens, if someone, I'm going to put it, if someone gets a tattoo of my lyrics, I was going to say I would drive down and thank you, but if they're in like Nevada or something, then it's like, that's going to be a 30 hour drive. So we'll see. It depends where you are, but I'll do my best to show my appreciation. Love it. Thanks again for Boost Collective for sponsoring this episode. Don't forget that Boost Collective is currently invite only, but I got you covered with an invite link. Music you're missing listeners will get access to the platform, and they're also going to get prioritized for free music promotion, which is valued at $100. All you have to do is sign up through the special link in the show notes, or you can find it at the link in our bio on Instagram at Music You're Missing, and then release a song.